Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize, exclaimed a man in a well-pressed suit walking down the stairs of a laboratory. You're gonna make me rich. No response. Only a man hunched over at his desk working on a last minute detail. Don't worry, Pete, he's always like this. Deep in his work, thinking of the future we're gonna build. Honestly, I admire his work ethic, his commitment to his craft and his vigorous exercise regimen. Ready for the big day, Harry called out. Again, no response. Only a loud harumph. I have someone here I'd like you to meet. For the last time, no response. Sorry, Pete, you must be very focused. Today's the big day. Hours later in the laboratory, a crowd of reporters and cutting edge scientists gathered to witness history being made on the 50th floor of a New York high rise. Excitement <laughs> and a tinge of anxiety was in the air. Who knew what the future could hold? A hush fell over the crowd as one man stood in the center of the room. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my God, my wife Rosie and I would like to yeah, thank you yeah, for yeah. coming. Today you will witness the birth of a new fusion-based energy source. <laughs> Safe, renewable energy for everyone. I will be able to fuse two properties which were thought unstable and unfusible. Professional wrestling at the UFC. <laughs> now let me introduce my assistants. But the crowd saw no assistants. Just a hulking man walking towards a cloth. The man removed the cloth to reveal four robotic arms with claws attached to each end. The crowd gasped. These four actuators will help me create today's fusion event. They are impervious to heat and magnetism. And spiders. I don't know why I said that last one. <laughs> as the metallic actuators pierced the scientist's skin he joked to the crowd don't worry this will only sting a little bit just kidding I feel no pain money 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 Harry exclaimed though his friend Peter could sense something was off you ready for this Pete but as Harry turned to his side Peter was nowhere to be found the power of all professional fighting in the palm of my hand <laughs> turn on the fusion generator the metallic arms whirred and buzzed, and a moment whose beauty has never been matched occurred. Pure fighting fusion. Harry screamed, this is amazing! Hey buddy, why are all those charts red? Quiet you. And Harry fell silent, until his cufflinks flew to the swirling ball of pure fighting fusion. Then his keys, then a folding chair, and finally Harry's fists. Before you knew it, Anything in the room that could be used for fighting was hurling towards the mass. <laughs> Turn it off! But Harry's screams fell flat to the scientist. We're so close, so close to the perfect fight. The crowd dispersed in an instant, and seemingly out of nowhere, two webs flew towards the control panel. The controls were off, though the mass grew bigger. Who dares disturb my work? The brawny scientist turned, and his eyes met a man dressed in red. His new nemesis, the man who stands between the scientist and his glory. You're gonna destroy the entire neighborhood. Turn the fusion ball off. What happened to you? How did today go so wrong? You have disturbed me long enough. Today, I will realize the ultimate fighting fusion, gaining science notoriety, and I will not be stopped. I am Dr. Broctopus. And I am going to crush you. <laughs> okay. Oh, 
no, not Doc Brock. Uh, <laughs> the Sinister Six Pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time once again. We're opening the door. We're walking up the steel steps. We are entering the Broctagon, getting to the bottom of your hottest, most pressing hypothetical questions about UFC and WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar. I'm Sean. That is Aaron. That Woo. is Cam. Woo. Fellas, let's get into it. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Sean, Cameron, uh, are you ready to discuss today's matchup? Please. Yes. I've been looking forward to this all week. Uh, this question comes to you from no one other than myself. Not a user submission, just off the dome. I want to know if Brock Lesnar was given the mind and the metallic arms of Dr. Octopus, could he kill Spider-Man? And if he could, how many times out of 10 can he win that fight? How many times out of 10 does Brock Lesnar kill Doc Spider-Man? Brock. Doc Brock. How, Doc many Brock. how many times does Dr. Brocktopus kill the amazing Spider-Man out of 10? Hmm. So this is... Uh, Cameron is by far the... The superhero expert. Definitely. Damn, what are we working with as far as Doc Ock feats? I mean, how powerful is this guy without the power of Brock? The thing about Dr. Octopus in the comic books is that I think traditionally he's sort of been, like, if you took the arms away, he's just a pudgy scientist in a lab coat. Right. He, he has it, Alfred so, Molina body. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is his and mind. And a bowl cut, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Which they should honestly bring back for the reboot. So the things that make him dangerous are his mind and the arms. Right. Brock Lesnar is already dangerous. <laughs> Here's the quandary that I'm in. In this scenario, Brock Lesnar is the villain. So the rules, the rules say that like Spider-Man is going to win. I gotta stop what? you there because there's another. This is good versus evil play here. No, it's not. It's Brock versus another person. And it usually doesn't go well for the other person. <laughs> this is this is what I'm coming back to, because if we're going to apply the superhero universe logic, we must also apply Brock Lesnar's fictitious background, which is that of professional wrestling. <laughs> Lest we forget, Brock Lesnar broke the Undertaker's undefeated streak oh, at God. WrestleMania, making uh. him the most powerful being in the universe. <laughs> so if we're going to go with the superhero wins because he's the good guy, we have to add mm -hmm. the wrestling logic of, the upset's always possible, and one man has already pulled the ultimate one. Hasn't? Answer me this. Spider-Man has faced more powerful threats than Brock Lesnar. No, I I'll grant you he has, because he did fight the Macho Man Randy Savage in the first <laughs> You're going nowhere. <laughs> it's playtime. Man, I seeing those like original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies were like, pivotal upbringing for me like those were like mm -hmm. the coolest thing and i feel like looking back they're kind of stupid terrible movies yes like like with the with the lens of like we've had all the great ragnarok and infinity mm -hmm. war and everything whatever but man do a 12 year old those were the coolest thing i'd ever seen yeah oh it was spider-man at the movie theater yeah it was mind-boggling yeah 2004 that was the first pg-13 movie i ever saw Same. was the first one Same. that's how i became a man <laughs> i was i was afraid to go to it because i was like PG thirteen. Am I gonna see gut blood and guts spilling out? <laughs> like, nah. Can you imagine if he did though in, in a Spider Man property. <laughs> I think if Quentin Tarantino takes that original trilogy <laughs> instead of uh, oh, Sam Raimi, I don't think we get the MCU. I think three of those movies get made and studio executives don't touch superheroes with a twenty foot pole. <laughs> oh man, this is a total rabbit trail. But like, 
who would Samuel L. Jackson play in the original trilogy? Oh, he's got to be Uncle Ben. <laughs> oh, he can't be Uncle Ben. He dies too soon. With great power comes great responsibility. Mother. <laughs> I would sell um, some tickets. I'll give it four out of ten. Wow. Wow. Four out of ten for Dr. Broctopus? Yeah, here's because here's how it goes. Spider-Man meets a new villain. That villain beats the crap out of him. Yeah, then then Spider-Man finally figures out, oh, this is how I defeat this person. But he has to get beat up like at least three or four times before that happens. Yeah, he has to stop a train. Yeah. He's got to do some hero stuff first. I guess my problem is this, is Spider-Man is going to be so focused on all the technology at play here. He's going to be like dodging the long arms and, and pulling all kinds of craziness with the webs. But if he gets in close, he's getting punched by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Spider-Man's yeah. not used to that. Like, usually, I feel like if you're a supervillain, uh-huh. if you have technology, it's because you suck at everything else. Like, this is how you make up for it. Like, I don't yeah. have to be big and strong because I have these magical titanium arms. Yeah. For Brock, that's just icing on the cake. I mean, he had magical titanium arms to begin with. These are just four more. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to say Spider-Man cleans this up. I'll Given that... I'll say Dr. Broctopus beats Spidey six times out of ten because he has to face the power of a supervillain plus the power of the most powerful normal human there is. <laughs> I think both of you are wrong. I think Doc Brock wins two times out of ten. What? Really? Two yeah. out of ten? Two out of ten. You're the one who came up with this question. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't lose. I agree with that rule. And I agree with you, Sean, that like you can't count out the villain. But it's Spider-Man. I don't think that metallic arms plus his large brawny body makes much of a difference compared to Doc Ock by himself. The body is not the weak link in Dr. Octopus. No, you you are so wrong about this. You are so, so wrong. The problem that Spider-Man's going to face is he's so used to like grandstanding moralizing villains where like oh, part of their yeah. fighting is they must deliver a soliloquy about their intentions. Yeah. In Brock's combat experience, the bell rings and you go and that's it. Like, what if Brock was fighting Anthony Pettis and he stopped to, like, pontificate upon his beliefs about human nature? That would actually be really cool. That would be a much better product. Yeah, what are we talking about? (laughs) This is way better. That would be awesome. In between rounds, they have to, like, debate the meaning of existence. Anthony's down, grabbing his side. Brock climbs up the ladder. And what's that? A microphone drops. (laughs) <laughs> just between rounds they're like they're like bleeding like the guys are like the cut team is like attending to them but the, there's like two podiums that get wheeled out <laughs> and they have to like debate they're like stand there it's like we will be discussing the impact of charles dickens a tale of two cities on Brock's going under the ring what's he got a steel chair oh my god it's the origin of species He's going Darwinist! (laughs) The ultimate uppercut is a well-timed quip from Faust. (laughs) Man, that would be a great... (laughs) What would be the name of that sport? Oh, of like intellectual fighting? Mixed with like real fighting. (laughs) University FC. Yeah! (laughs) I like it so much more if it's wrestling rules. Like a fight between two guys is going on and then like all of a sudden... Oh my god, it's Sam Harris's music! <laughs> Somebody else just runs out carrying a podium. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? It's a, it's she's got a briefcase and it's filled with peer-reviewed literature. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be some awesome promos too. Oh, oh 
Oh, like a big pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. You listen here, Chris Jericho. You got three more days till the ultimate slam. And on the ultimate slam, I'm making my point. You're a punk and you can't stand in the ring with me. And your worldview is fundamentally flawed by Western ideologies. And I'm going to hit you with a steel chair. See you next week. Debating Plato with like steel tacks in their forehead and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm trying to think of like what the ultimate tag team would be. Yeah, it would would be like The Undertaker and Fraser Crane. What if, <laughs> like Roman Reigns and Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> oh, that would be unstoppable. You know what? Give me uh give me like Kane and Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah. Just like for dark grit. Yeah. Brock would be like right about to throw his opponent off of the steel cage uh-huh. when he just gently drops him and says, Don't you realize society is the real cage? <laughs> <laughs> Then they just absolutely maul everyone in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Ian Rand's music is playing! (laughs) She's going for her signature move, the Fountainhead! (laughs) Lesnar about to land a shot with his steel chair. Hold on a minute. C.S. Lewis questions the objectivity of his reality. Brock doesn't know if it's a chair at all. He's getting away! In a landslide, Brock Lesnar wins. But does he really? <laughs> <laughs> they have like a like a championship belt and then like a golden diploma that you get to take with you. <laughs> Who would you pick to be the commissioner of this league? Like I would need like the perfect mix between like intellectualism and sheer unadulterated violence. And you can't pick Brock Lesnar. Right. Mm. Is it Arnold? It might be Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, David Otunga was a WWE wrestler who wrestled while having a degree from Harvard Law. Oh, he I think we found our boy. Like, that, that's that's, that pro- that's got to be Otunga. Yeah, he might be the ultimate guest on this show. <laughs> Join us next week for David Otunga. Yeah. Also, we never addressed this. Which Spider-Man have we been talking about? Mm, I was just assuming the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, I think we're I think we're in Raimi verse. I'm thinking Tobey here. I, I've been thinking the same thing, but I didn't know if you guys had like a Miles Morales situation up your sleeve. I will I, say this. If it's Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I think Dr. Broctopus wins more often. And if it's Tom Holland, he wins less. Really? Yeah. Yes. I think I think all the Stark tech in the suit becomes even too much for Brock Lesnar to handle. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Doesn't he literally just take over the arms? Yeah, he does. In, the, in No Way Home. He does. So he would, yeah. Stark tech would render him useless. Yeah. I think Toby is a good baseline. Yeah. I agree. And that feels right. Like, that should be his battle to fight. Let me go off course here for a moment. Please. Imagine this. So, as This course has been stupid. As you think. <laughs> as you, he apparently cleans up with Dr. Broctopus, no problem. He's on the way home. When all of a sudden, he hears a faint hissing sound behind him. He turns. The image of an orange circle appears and outsteps Broctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar with the time stone. I think Brock Lesnar with the ability to control okay. time is the most powerful creature in the universe. Now we're just going off on a tangent of like every character with the word doctor Correct. In it becoming Brock. So Brockter Doom. Right, that was next. Brockter Doom was next. Yep. Wait, did you just say Brockter Who? Yeah, Brockter Who. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Brockter Who for a minute. 
I would be so horrified if one of those like police telephone booth things appeared, whatever <laughs> they do in the UK. And Brock's like, yeah. he's like packed in there so tight because he doesn't fit. His face pressed up on the glass. Yeah. He kind of comes out with a British accent. But just so we're clear, Brock Strange is powerful enough to kill God, right? Like, no one has any objections to that. <laughs> I feel like he already does that. Like the whole Dormammu thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dormammu's like God tier bad guy. And he just says, like, hey, yeah. draw. That's exactly right. That's exactly- The third time through, Doctor Strange is not just saying he's coming to bargain. He's putting him in an arm bar. And he's, re- <laughs> and he's really going to think about it. Uncle! Uncle! Yeah. <laughs> Say it again, Dormammu. <laughs> Uncle! Dormammu, I've come for your Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Never! Join us next week. We are joined by boxing legend Floyd Mayweather. He joins the show. He will not be promoting a book. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>